Ha-ha! What's cracking? It's your homie, Lil Mystery. You are now listening to the Emo Brown Podcast. The downest fool in Chula Vista since AC Slater, homie. You're listening to Magrito Podcast Network. Celebrating the culture of Chicanos and Latinos one story and voice at a time. Connect on social, on Instagram and Facebook at Magrito. Find all the Magrito Podcast Network shows over at Magrito.net. Ladies and gentlemen and floral-shirted-wearing men. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Emo Brown, the podcast, brought to you by the magnificent, the glorious grasshopper, Chula Vista's finest. For all your medicinal, recreational cannabis needs, pay them a visit. Or go online, ghbuds.com. Whatever you do, take that Emo Brown social club card, get that 15% off, make that card clack, because if it don't, it ain't shit. Joined by two heavy hitters, foundation members, with a lot on their mind, a lot of shit to say. Ladies and gentlemen, el compa Justin Lippert and the main man, el chicle. What's good, boys? What up? What up? Aquí nomás. Oh, you know, it's too quiet. I don't got BJ in here. We got to play a little mm. music. We got to make sure we play a little music, some copyright infringement. Not these guys. These guys were good. Look at what's up. What's up? Let's get in the mood oh, yeah. a little bit. Big ups to the compa Tony Ray and his squad, El Rasteca. They out on tour until August right now. Tribal C doing their thing. We're just here listening to a little bit of it. Boys. That's right. We're in the studio. We're in the warehouse. We're here. So every now and then when we have talks, I said, fuck it. Let's just put it on. Let's just let's just have this communication. Let's just have this conversation on the podcast. Chicle. Yeah, man. Talk to me. What have you been up to, brother? It's been a minute for you. Yeah, well, I saw the Craigslist ad for co-host. Go ahead. So I came in for hey, my bro. interview. Heavily contested right now. Really? It's, it's heated right now, bro. I don't know by who, but just I'm probably just starting yeah. shit. But there was four people. Little Rob from Door 41. Question of the week was, <laughs> his favorite co-host in the years has been BJ. Mm. You know? And he said, who's mine? And I said, mm. I can't choose. I love all of them. <laughs> but he said, put it out there. Let the peoples decide. And goddamn, bro. Right now, it's neck and neck. Yeah. It, it, there's four people. It's, it's George, producer George, old school. Then it's Glasses. Then it's BJ. Then it's Caesar. So in top two position, dog. Two of them. Two of them are leading the way, and it's Caesar and BJ. Oh, oh what? Damn. This ain't like the Evil Brown Social Club member presidency and vice presidency. <laughs> there can only yeah. be one co-host. Because oh. after that, I think you just call the co- co-host. Or the assistant to the Coco. assistant. El Coco. Damn, we'll call him a Coco. <laughs> So, so yeah, what man. Ha- what's gonna happen? Not a bro fuck. It's just the stroke just egos. It's just the stroke fun. egos, you know. So <laughs> Caesar can be out there dropping dick, or BJ can be like, oh, oh see, I told you. Why or are glasses. They, why are they sending us messages to vote for them? Though? Not that weird. I think that's collusion. I don't even think that's allowed, man. <laughs> I mean, they're offering, they're offering things. Also here, compa Justin Lifford. What's good, Mr. YMCA? Looking all bright, vibrant, and floral as fuck, dog. Floral mm-hmm. as fuck, man. You know, I like to, I like to shine, son. Yeah, 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 damn. Awesome. Even when you. Speak Speak to me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we wanted to bring both of you in here. One, because Chicli, I haven't seen you in a while. And you've done a lot of shit. Well, we haven't had you on the podcast in a while. Let me rephrase. I see your shit a lot. You broke yeah. the you broke the roll-up door, by the way. No worries. Oh, it's was me. that me or that was you? That no, it, it was you. You rolled it up, fool. <laughs> you I wish I did. I wish I broke that shit. I wish I did. I see you all the time, but I feel that you're getting into a lot of shit. You're doing a lot of projects. You're always busy. You're always working. You and your wife and the way you maintain your family, the household is amazing. So I wanted to make sure people get a chance to re- yeah. re- get reacquainted with you. Justin, you a G. Yeah. I know that now that we're at the warehouse, anytime that there's a podcast, I know your ass is going to be down here yeah. just hanging out, just jumping in. But you also have some shit to say. You got you have a, an event coming up on Friday. So let's get into all of it, bro. Whoever wants to go, just go. Yeah, man. Well, for sure. Check it out. Um, at the YMCA, we, you know, we're doing all kinds of community stuff. But one of the things happened is one of our community partners, Junior Achievement is the name of the organization. They reached out to us and they wanted to see if the Y be willing to expose some of the youngsters they're working with from Lincoln Lincoln High, expose them some different industries throughout you know throughout San Diego. So all week long, these students are every day spending a half day in one industry and the next. While this Friday, they're going to be spending time at the YMCA. So which one? Jackie Robinson. Oh, my favorite. Ooh, yeah, nice. I like seeing that. Good eye candy from the freeway. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. man, got that swimming pool open. Got that indoor too. soccer dog. Everything, brother. Good basketball. All that. How do we get in there? Pickleball. All that stuff. Can we play in there? Can we just hang out? Over, bro. Can we play in there? Something like I'm seven years old. (laughs) I'm calling Chiclet. Hey, Chiclet, can you play? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, man. So it's dope. It's because they um, they reached out. They wanted to expose their kids to YMCA careers. So we have like our corporate staff come in and talking about what they do. But I thought it'd be super, super special to be able to not only show what you do, we do as the Y, but show how we partner with individuals in the community to mm. do great things. So that's why I reached out to, to Chicle and to you, man, to come and share your wisdom, share What your is love. expected of us, Justin Lipford? Just to be you, man. Oh, do fuck. what you do, man. Just you know, Do what I'm doing right now. Yes. What I'm doing times. right now. Oh, yes. I got a yes. three-footer in front of me. Yes. I'm a- <laughs> yes. Recreation and self-care at the same time. Mm. I love it, man. But yeah, man, it's just it's just you coming out and saying, here's who I am, here's what I do. Well, what's going to happen is, because we don't want to be talking at the youngsters too much, we'll just mm. give them a little taste, and then we're going to break out to lunch, and we're asking the youngsters to kind of go up to y'all and just naturally network. Now, they're youngsters, so you know how it goes. It's going to take you maybe a little pride and be like, yo, what up? Yo, what up, youngin? Like, what you about? And How old are these kiddos? 10th, 11th, and 12th graders. All right, so they know oh, about nice. beer. They know yeah. about beer. And that's right up your alley, yeah. dude. Oh, that's yeah. right up your alley. Beer? No, being oh, around around that, that uh, demographic of students, bro. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Share a little light about what you do in your real world life. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm still a dean of students, mm. um, but currently in transition from one school to another. Oh, shit, hold on, what? Yeah. What's going on here? I'm Something turn happened. Let me turn Something the music. Let me, hey, Tony Ray, turn it down. <laughs> Man, well, so I've been at High Tech High for 10 years now, a little over 10 years. And in the past two weeks, uh, an opportunity was presented to me to work with some colleagues that I'm familiar with, did a leadership program with, and it's one of those things I couldn't pass up, you know, to work closer to my neighborhood. Damn, in your hood? Well, closer. It's in Lemon Grove. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, I can literally take the back roads there. I don't have to get on the freeway. Um, and a, the, the school itself, the makeup is over 80% students of color. And that's what I've always wanted to do, you yeah. know? High Tech High is an amazing place. I've been blessed to be there. And I think it was just time to... Damn, that's some big, that's some big news you're breaking right now, bro. Yeah. Oh, just, the press. Does your Challenge. employer know, motherfucker? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I can share it because the position's already posted Okay, for the next person, so I'm going to help transition and, you know, stay connected as much as I can. Well, I mean, I feel like this is an opportune time for you to make a move. It's during summer break, you know, and you're available. We were at your spot yesterday. I'm happy I went to go see where you worked for the last 11 years before you decided up and leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hard, man. It's hard. Um, I love everyone there, my director, you know, the students. It's a difficult decision to make, but I feel like there's never going to be a right time to do it. It's, it I, it's not the ideal time to do it, though, because it would have been nice to have the next person already yeah, like on board. Of, you know, When you took that spot, Dean, dean of Students, did you have somebody um, guide you or a mentor in that position that was there that kind of like eased your way in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The person I took over for... Um, I started visiting them probably like three times okay. before the school year ended. So I got to meet some of the students. Asshole, bro. The person is going to take you. They'll be fine. Dog. Yeah, they'll be fine. I just, you know, I care about the school. I, I care know. about the kids. I want to make sure. Hey, High Tech High is a care beautiful of. fucking school, bro. Gus and I were we were blown away. We were like, damn, yeah. we fucked up going to Bonita High School. <laughs> this school was legit, man. It looked yeah. like a it looked like a movie set for like one of those like Degrassi Junior High. It's all indoors and shit, bro. It, it looked amazing. Yeah. It looked amazing. It's awesome. Look and at the you. The people that work there are, are also beautiful people. So I know the kids will be okay. Yeah. And where I'm going next is more a traditional setting, much more punitive and okay. people with old school mentalities about what education looks like. So going there and, and knowing the principal and, and the two assistant principals who I'll be working with uh, is really important because they're trying to push for something more modern and progressive and outside actually, the box mentality yeah like actually see the students you're serving if i was going to describe what high tech high is is it project-based learning is it you oh it's what it's project-based yeah. learning oh, okay that's, that's what sets high tech high apart is it's project-based learning and just the way it's formatted you know going to bonita high school going to point loma high school with a little respect a lot of, on bonita vista high school bro. <laughs> went there but weren't on track to go to college mm-hmm. right they didn't take the right courses they weren't yeah they weren't on that path yeah and most of them don't even know it you yeah. know and, yeah. and high tech high is i met my counselor because- once when i was a senior yeah that was it bro and for what uh 
don't even remember. Because I, I remember meeting mine to pick my classes. Yeah. yeah. Not to talk about college no. or careers no, or no, anything no, no, like no, that. No, no, never that, bro. Right. I, met, I met with her one time and it was just like, hey. Who, who was your yeah. counselor? Do you remember? <sighs> the cute Filipino one? It, it, well, it was one of my friend's uh, moms, Andrea oh, okay. King, but Mrs. King. Oh, I yeah, know. Mrs. King. Yeah, she was one of the. She was an old school. Yeah, she, she was yeah. there for a while. Yeah, yeah, but I only met with her once. Yeah, yeah man, and I. That's what talking to you. And see that? That's the difference yeah. with us. We have a college counselor or a college advisor, and he meets with every single junior, and then with every single senior to have a plan for what they're gonna do next, and. Every kid has the opportunity to apply to a college and get in somewhere. Oh, wow. Right? That is such a fucking awesome tool. Such a pivotal role that somebody plays at your school. I yeah. take high to do that. Yeah, and, and Eric Castillo, man, that dude is responsible for a lot of kids realizing the opportunities that they have. You know, we had the, the student that we supported to go visit Boston University. Yes, you know, she wasn't aware of the financial aid package they were offering her. So having adults that were had eyes on that and were able to tell her like, yo, like you should actually consider this because this is pretty amazing. Love that. And then I sat with him and the student's family. You know, we broke it down to them. Like, this is what it means compared to this local school that you, she's also considering. Yeah. And here's the difference. And they were like, oh, shoot. Yeah, man. You know, so yeah, it's... It's important to have those conversations and people that that's what they do. Intentional. You know, so yeah. I'm leaving, but I know they'll, the kids will be okay, right? Because someone else will come in and- Pick up right where moving. you left off. Well, yeah. also, man, big ups though, bro. You got recruited, right, from a network of people that know your skill set and that want your skill set to help yeah. them advance their what they got going on. They ain't the only ones. I've talked to other people and yeah. say, hey, man, how well do you know Chico? I'm pretty well. I was like, I'm trying to get him to come up with us for a minute. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you are a highly sought after uh, educator and, 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 you know, Dean, bro. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. And then awesome. I see you in your watches and I'm like, stay away. Exactly. Who wants this guy? Who wants this guy? I want but this guy. That's the whole point. And yeah. I think, you know, going back to Mr. Energy over here, mm -hmm. I think vibrant. who we are, the vibrance, yeah. like everything that we bring to the table that is different. Yeah. I think is important for our kids to see. And that's what I'm excited for yeah. for Friday yeah. is to come as myself yeah. and, and show these kids like being an educator, being an administrator, being in the in the public sector, yeah. like everything that we do is is not only what we have seen before, right. you know, or what we imagine those roles to be or sure. who is in those roles. Sure. And, and that's the reason like I'm I'm really excited to go to this school is because yeah. there's there's no one else like me there. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm coming in. There's no one like you in this planet, dog. Oof. You're a special being, bro. You got to own that shit, right? Like, you're a special ass being. You, you own it. And that's Thank why you. that's what's moving everything forward and moving <laughs> the people around you. You know what I noticed about this fool, dog? Aside from being the dapper young man that he is, he's quick to give compliments before you got yeah. in here. Like, like, obviously, you deserve all of these compliments, duh, and more. But I don't. And he gave me some real. I was like, you got to own that shit. I was like, damn. And he's giving yeah. me the same speech. Oh, yeah. This is my hype guy. This is our yeah, hype guy right here, bro. Yeah. And I think that's part of it too, because I like for me, this is all really uncomfortable, mm -hmm. you know. But one thing that I realized in these past two weeks is is being recruited and being sought mm -hmm. out in this way was really humbling, but also like time to acknowledge the the work that I've put in and yeah. and all the learning, yeah. all the growth, and maybe this is. And not maybe, like, this is what I was meant to do, mm. you know? And, and I hope, I, my plan is that this is just one more step forward, you know, and, okay. and making a greater impact and really changing minds. You What's know? your yeah. dream job? Your dream, your dream path or your dream Man, setting? Is there one? Everything that I've done so far is, yeah. is a dream that I never had. There you go. You know, like, I never thought I would be an administrator or vice principal, like... I mean, look at me. Mm. That's the last thing that people would expect. And then when I tell them, they're like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't know that. Totally. Or I just found out. Like, that's so cool. That's crazy. You know? And, and so I, I don't know. I don't know where the destination ends for me. But I, I think for me is working with youth, in particular youth that look like me, think like me, and come from backgrounds similar to ours, mm. you know, is really important to show them that there's so much more out there. You know, and for them to explore. And, and now, so I'm going from high school to middle school because I also recognize there, there's like a lot of work that could be done with them 
a little bit younger yeah, so that when they get to high school, they already have some seeds yeah. that by the time they're seniors, they start to grow, right? Because right now I get them in ninth grade and it only gives me four years. Mm. Now I'm going to have five to six years to work with youth and really kind of propel them forward What's your to role whatever they want to be. What's your role going to be there? So same title, Dean of Students. Um, soon I'll change that to Dean of Culture there I too. I love that too. Um, so it'll be same role, but just more focused on students, you know, supporting them, supporting teachers to support students. Um, that school and actually the whole district has a social worker on campus. I'll be having that as a support as well because, you know, kids today are, are going through so much more than we ever did yeah. because we didn't have social media. We didn't have a pandemic. You know, we didn't have all these Mom things that our kids are, yeah. are experiencing. And luckily, I think for us, our kids are a little younger. Yeah. So we'll be able to to support them through this all. But for the kids that are already Just in middle school it. and high school, it's, it's a lot harder. They're getting the brunt of it, man. Yeah. So depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation is is real, yeah. you know, and, and we need more help. Yeah. School psychologists, school counselors, like we don't have that training. I don't have any of that yeah. training. But most of my conversations this year were about that. You know, and, and as as you two know, one of my friends committed suicide a couple months ago now, and that's been weighing heavy on me. And also, like a, a reminder, right? We can't take anything for granted. No, and, right, right. You know, talking more about that as a as a male figure. Yep. You know, with my male students of like, yo, you need at to what talk. age? You at what age? Up. Do you start having these conversations with, with, with students or even our own kids, man? You know? I, I already went there with my 13 and 13 year old. Yeah. You know, sex, drugs, alcohol, yeah. everything. I already put it out on the table and yeah. let's talk, you know, because now kids are going to school. There's young kids with cell phones. Yeah. Young kids with access to the internet. The world. So what do they have access to everything? Internet? Everything. Yeah. You type one word in, you're going to get half good and, and you know, Positive stuff, and then half of it is gonna be naughty and things right. that we don't want our kids to El vato naughty. The reality is, kids are being exposed to more things at a younger Quickly, age, yeah. faster, you know, yeah. and, and more graphically and visually too, right? Because they have access to that in the palm of their hands. Yep. And we have a lot of parents that, you know, bless their hearts. They're busy. They're not aware. They're not paying attention. The TV, the PlayStation, the yeah. phone, the iPad, those are the new the new you babysitters know, and new caretakers. Like, hey, people are working, mm-hmm. right? People are busy. Gas is up. Food is up. Everything's expensive. And so where, I, I, where does education come into this, right? Where do spaces like the Y come into this? And that's part of why... I'm excited to go there, man, because being a, being bilingual, looking like the parents, you know, there's a connection that's like natural and organic and something that I'm, I'm excited for that. Hell yeah, bro. You, you, I, I envision that you're initially going to be able to influence so many different elements. And as you said, culture, right? It was what it comes down to the conditions that are going to be happening for the students, for the families, for the other teachers, for the teachers that are hungry and motivated, for the teachers that are burnt out and ready to move on. Like right. your, your role is going to be connecting and, 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 and influencing them all, man. It's a very powerful thing and shit, bro. I wish I had uh, uh, you in my junior high, middle school years, man, because it would have helped and gone a long way, bro. Because from a male perspective, you know, the, the scripts we inherit on how to be a male are kind of yeah. limited, you know, in the eras we grew up in specifically um, to now be able to be at a place where you can push authenticity. You can push uh, conversations about love and everything in between. You know, I had a conversation with my seven year old about abortion, bro. Yikes. All this shit was on the news. Right. Yeah. So like. Yeah. I'm not just going to like play dumb, you know? So we asked what it was and I, you know, I gave the best conversation. I wasn't prepared for that. But yeah, said, for sure. It. it came up. Let's talk about it. And, you know, and, and his only thing this little dude said was he's glad that we, we didn't put him in a jar or some shit. Dude. Like, <laughs> he, like, translated, he translated it all so you could put it in a jar and put it on the shelf. I'm like, nah, doc. But yes. Yeah. Cause I'll reflect him. and be like, nah, my kids are too little, man. Nine, eight and, th- and four. It's like, 
they're not there mentally, like uh, maturity wise, to, to handle these conversations. Yeah. They'll see mom, 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 wifey, I mean, so they see mom and dad kiss. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh, man, we can't talk about these anything with these kids. So anything, we, they don't watch the news. Uh-huh. They don't watch anything on TV, yeah. you know? But again, we, re- we release them into the wild, bro. Yeah. And what happens in the wild? You don't know. Well, they, man. they go to school, right? Yeah. And at school, there's classmates that are going to bring it up, their teachers might bring it up. And I think that that's another thing that I try to talk to friends and and parents about of like even if you feel like you're not you're not ready or prepared like say something. Yeah. Say, you know what? Let's look this up together. You know, let's find out more. What questions do you have? I'm wondering about this cuz teaching them to to you know, question and have curiosity and not not take the first answer or because you know, my best friend told me or my dad told me like always question and, and find your own answers. I don't think there's an age for that, right? I think we start modeling it now. And and even just how we are as, as men, right? Like I see the two of you with your kids and, and how you are, like it's very different than a lot of our students and a lot of the youth that we deal with is they don't have that, you know, they don't have that closeness or- Different or times, bro. I feel like people are hustling, people are working. Think, like you mentioned earlier, gas is more. Mm-hmm. Groceries are costing more. Yeah. Everything just costs more. Utilities, energy, all of the things just cost more. Yeah. So gone are the days where you can solely rely on one source of income to fully feed and, right. and umbrella the family. You know, it's so hard. everybody got to be out there working. And if you don't have that support group, like an abuelita, an aguatata, a nana, yeah. an hermano, or something like an uncle or somebody, or somebody can look after these kids. It's like fuck. What do you do? Like some, yeah. I know, I know people just leave their kids at home and they're yeah. on video games, watching TV, or whatever. As little as like ten, yeah. I'm like, damn, that's little, man. And then I look back and I'm like, I was making myself like bologna and and, and mustard <laughs> with American singles sandwiches, no bread, just eating it like that after school. And my yeah. parents didn't get home till like around four thirty, and I was out of school like at one. So I'm like, ah. And then I just feel like, in a sense, we're overprotecting my, our kids. But and then I reflect, I'm like, damn, I was doing all these things already at, at a much younger age. Yeah. Times are different, yeah. are they? Yeah. I think shit has always been the same. It's just with, with, with uh, social media and our phones and everything, we just have access to a lot more things going on yeah. everywhere. It's the information, right. right? Access to information, shit. Growing up, if you want to look at any kind of pornography, right, you have to find a fucking magazine or some shit like that, right? And then maybe someone had one. Dog, I mean, it's five seconds. You can click onto that and their brains are already being exposed to things that yeah. they're not developmentally ready for, no. but they're creating a narrative on what they're seeing. And so for me, I just choose to be transparent with the kids about everything done. absolutely everything and and i figure like that's the best i can bring to the table i'm gonna be authentic with them yeah be transparent with them and if the point in time comes where they choose to be honest with me about whatever they're encountering then i consider it as a win you know like yeah. that's what i'm just trying to build and that that's what is really all about is making them comfortable to talk to you yes period yes you know like them not being afraid to share with you or to ask you questions yeah that's I don't know. Did you have that growing up? For that, uh, no, because I'm I'm still afraid of my mom. Yeah, you know? like yeah. I'm I'm still like old school mentality. Or? Yeah. yeah, okay. You know, with my dad to an extent, you know, but he ah, was pues always whiskeys con el jefito. You drinking whiskeys with pop? I mean, the conversations are right. Yeah, but I think I growing up in a traditional Catholic home, like there's a lot of things that were taboo. Yeah, you know, and and I never. We've never talked about those things, right? And and I think that's the piece that I am super mindful of. So I'm always telling the kids, like, yo, like, it's weird, but yeah, like, you're going to think about sex. You're going to have feelings. You're going to be wondering, yeah, you know what? It's super weird. Like, kids are going to offer you to vape or, or drink alcohol at school. Like, you know, think about that. I want you to be safe. I don't want you to be put at risk. You mm-hmm. know, like, talk to me. If you have questions, talk to me. You know, or talk to mom. And, yeah, and so as an educator, you see that need to have those conversations already? Oh, yeah, man. Big yeah. time. Oh, shit. Especially like later, fifth and sixth grade, <laughs> elementary, middle school. Like, absolutely. High okay. school. Like, yes. Fifth, fifth, media, fifth grade. If your kid has a phone. No. Talk to them about social media. Your kids have phones? No. No? How about you? I'm Just hold Yeah, down. yeah. My 11-year-old, we got her a phone, man. Yeah. Full access to everything? No, nah, it's on parental... Oh, okay. Restriction, but nah, dude. I, I'm embracing the fact that this is the era they're going to be in, and and I'm just letting them go with it. And but I'm trying to walk alongside them, man, and yeah. give that guidance. You know, because shit, bro, it's a different world than what we exposed to, man. It's completely different. And I just 
I figure, you know, for my daughter who's 11, she's a little more mature. She has a strong will. Like, I feel like, you know what, you, you, you got this, you know. But at the same time, when the questions come up, when yeah. the pressure comes up, uh, when things like sexuality comes up, like, I just want her to feel comfortable to, to bring it up. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to hide. Yeah. And that's, that's important. I think, you know, whatever families choose to do, whether you get them the devices mm -hmm. or not, like, just have those conversations because it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. And a lot of kids are, are super, they're, they're geniuses, mm -hmm. right? They find ways. Find and ways. so many of our kids, like students will, I build a relationship with them. I get them to trust me. You know, I have that rapport with them and they'll share with me. Like, That's everything. I have this app that my parents think is just a picture app. Mm. And when I open that, it has all my other apps like in disguise you know, so they find ways to hide things. <laughs> and the fact that they're doing that <laughs> speaks to they don't have that relationship, yeah, yeah. you know, and I don't need to be aware of everything. everything right, right. I'm, I'm not naive, right? Yeah. Like my kids are not saints and they're going to make mistakes. They're going to make their own choices. But I do want to be able to like, if they're in trouble, to be aware of that. And that's where I think most families are not even close to having that dialogue. Yeah. When I'm talking to kids and they're like super depressed, super anxious, like not coming to school or skipping school or mm -hmm. doing poorly, you know, and parents just think like, oh, like they're not trying. It's like, right, nah, this right. kid's going through X, Y, and Z. He's got a battle on his no plate. Idea. Yeah. You know, and, and, and sometimes it's also what's going on at home and, you know, just being mindful of all you of You see that. everything, bro. Yeah, it's you, you wild. see, you see everything, man, across the spectrum. You know, mm -hmm. the 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 grade A student who has their shit together. You know, yeah. they they have a, a solid home foundation. You know, and everything is going on the up and up for them. To probably the complete antithesis on the other side of the spectrum, where it's like maybe there's not two heads at home. Yeah. You know, maybe there is, but they're both working and they work different shifts, and then they, there's just zero like communication yeah. or zero intimate time with parent and child and there's zero room for growth which in turn leads zero room for error because as yeah. soon as one something goes on and it spirals you out of control i feel like they're not fully equipped to handle that kind of problem they don't have the the, the tools to, to dissect it and make it better whereas somebody you know who does have these foundations it's easier for them yeah i posted a video i don't know if you guys saw it a, a couple of days ago about you know life and, it, and it's just a bunch of kids yeah. of different backgrounds, yeah. di different cultural demographics. And you start Classic. you start at the same place, you know? Oh, yeah. Or do you? If you had two parents in the household, take two steps forward. Pop, right. pop. Boom. You know, if you never had to worry about your, your power, your electricity getting shut off at home, uh -huh. take two steps forward. Pop, pop, pop. Uh -huh. And before you knew it, like, you saw the, the, the cultural divide. Yeah. Which reflects... In real life terms, bro, and things that happened to us in real life, and you yeah. take a look around, and there was a privileged people in the front, you know, primarily white people, you know, no knock, it just that's the way it fucking broke down. And then you saw the minorities in the back, in the back, you know, parents work more. If both your parents work, you know, some people that never took a step forward, some some motherfuckers never moved, bro. Yeah. And then they said, okay, now stop, look around. Yeah. Are you really starting from the same place? You know. Yeah. Like, don't ever think that you don't have a privilege. I know I have a privilege. You yeah. know, when I watching that video, I was like, fuck, I'm privileged as fuck. Absolutely. You know, my both my parents work, you know. Fortunately, we had the support group and da-da-da and everything just made my... I wasn't in the front, but I know I took some steps forward. Oh, hey. You know? Yeah. And even those few steps forward, that is already a, a privilege as it relates to the worldwide game. Yeah. So then they go, all right, man. On your marks, get set, go. You know? <laughs> and, and and it's like, and, and it's funny, but it's, it's true. It's like, on your marks, get set, go. All right, cool. There it is. SAT test. I fucking don't know these words. Oh, what? You don't? You never went on a yacht? You didn't grow up with these things? Like, fuck, no. So there we are, scrambling. Already tests that we got to take. We have no knowledge and no background to make it work. Yeah. You know, all we know is like, all right, fuck, I got to get a job. You know, where? Fuck, I have no qualifications. Boom, whatever. Yeah. It's a struggle, bro. Yeah, man, I hear you. I, I, I found that one of the main indicators that can um, separate those from having a, a better chance than those is not is the amount of people they have in their corner. Yep. Right? Like, yes, mom and dad or or whatever. That's cool. Parental figures. But it's also oh, people like Chicle. It's also people like yourself, myself, people that are giving other perspectives, different mm -hmm. ways of viewing things, validating the strengths of the individual in front of you, right? Um, being there and modeling vulnerability. Like, all these little elements are so essential when it comes to uh, youth development. And so, again, the more exposure that they have, 
more likely they're going to be okay when they can call upon someone's yeah. aid. Like, yo, I just got a job interview. Boom. What should I be ready for? Like, yo, think of this question. Yeah. Think of that question, right? Yep. All those little elements are so crucial and experience kind of in your corner. You need to go. That's why, why I think yes. like us all linking up together and coming together, you know, is awesome. Yeah. And, and, and it was important because we're barely getting started, but we, we our reach through you and what you do at the YMCA, mm -hmm. through Chicle and Profe and everybody else in the group that and what they do and myself as business owners, I, I view all seven of us as being very successful. Yeah. And that doesn't always translate financially. What I mean with success is like, we know how to handle situations. You know, I'm often, the one thing I, I know that I'm good at is when shit gets hairy, I know to kind of like keep centered. All right. Don't get too excited when things are going awesome. Don't get too low when things are not going your way. When you're in the middle of an emergency or something's going sideways, it's like, you don't have to have the answer. You just know, you need to know where to find the answer. Yeah. And I feel like that's one thing that we're all very uh, successful in. Yeah. We, we know how to utilize our resources and it's our, our job and it's our responsibility more than anything else. And it's our privilege yeah. that we get to share these experiences and, and, and the knowledge of how to procure answers mm -hmm. and how to find solutions to people who don't know. Yeah. You know, and because yeah. we're... Fuck what are we? We're in our forties. Yeah. We're idiots, dog. Yeah. We drink, we smoke, we yeah. talk shit, we do our thing. Yeah. But I feel when 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 it comes down to it, like we know what we need to do. Definitely, man. That's, that I would I would say that is the nucleus of what brought us together and keeps us together is that we're we're all very wise, man. We all had our life experiences. We've all found ways to overcome. We probably all made mistakes. I know I made a shitload. Every up, day, right? at learn, least five. Learn from them, right? Every day I go to work, it's like fuck. I'm fucking up already. Yeah. Go to. <laughs> But then the willingness to to want to give back, whatever that is. And, and that's what I kind of saw from, from the, the group of us is there was a desire to want to give back, but not quite sure how to do that. But the desire was there. And now we're like finding that way. We're finding those vehicles in different ways to, to give back while simultaneously seeing people within the group really rise and yeah. start to do great things, right? And, and really seeing their powers come into full play. It was that, cool to see this like is an intangible thing. Yeah. You know, we just trying to manifest it. Like, I don't know, man, it just feels good to do good shit. Yeah. Like I want, I want to help somebody if I can. And then all of a sudden it just started taking shape and taking yeah. form and here we are. And yeah. like you said, even within the seven, you know, I'm, I think it's awesome. It's not a little cock shine for you guys. I think it's awesome getting able to hang out with some of my best friends yeah. and do other shit instead of just golfing yeah. and, and just kind of having a beer, going out to dinner, which we do. We all we do yeah. all these things, riding our bikes. We do all these things. But it's kind of cool to come together as, as fucking friends, as best friends. And it's like, hey, we're going to do our golf event number two yeah. so we can raise money, so we can help 10 students here from the South Bay that otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity mm. to go. Hey, you know what? I have a student who wants to go to Boston University, but she doesn't have money to go and check out the campus. And that's a very important component of choosing a campus or a school that you want to attend. All right, you know, let's get together, tell her, boom, 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 boom. Like, I think that's fucking awesome, bro. Oh, that's why I do it. It's like, oh shit. I, I enjoy building shit, taking a step back and watching it go. And I enjoy having a problem being put in front of us and trying to figure it out. Yeah. We'll approach it from all angles. And we've got seven set of eyes, six active set of, five active set of eyes that are here looking at it, bro. <laughs> Always. And just how do we dissect this? How do we make this? I feel like, that's where we are strength. Yeah. That's where our yeah. strength in lies. And then we got the fucking opportunity to link up with other dudes that are similar like this, other yeah. women that are that are our peers as well. And bro, the Aya Foundation, they, yeah. they're fucking getting down too. Yeah. Then you look over here to National City, and, and then we got it, compa RJ, yeah. bro, compa Terry, you know, yeah. and, and, and Vision Culture, and boom. Yeah. Yeah. Like these are the fools that we got to build with and, and keep steamrolling. And we're doing an excellent job yeah, doing absolutely, that. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, um, I think sometimes what, what I get hung up in or like anytime I start to stumble, it's when I'm trying to be like someone else I have in my mind or I'm supposed to be a particular way. But when I refocus and just choose to be myself, yeah. it allows me to be successful. And I think what the seven of us are doing is modeling authenticity, man. Mm -hmm. We're modeling how we can be our best self, uh -huh. good and bad, and then giving permission to the, those around us to do the exact same thing. And that, it, to me, is liberating, man. I just that think it's awesome excited. that you said you're going to go to a corporate office, a corporate meeting today. Yeah. You fucking around and rolled in with a gold... <laughs> Cadillac emblem chain, bro. <laughs> you, you over here looking like Tony Montana, bro, at the Copacabana. Yeah, you look like you're from my ass. Even the sandwich. Get him a kind of even the sandwich, man. You know, like you look straight up Scarface style. And you're going to go meet up. You got neck tats, arm tats. Yeah. But guess what? 
Anytime I've ever been in a meeting with you where you're dealing with your peers or your colleagues, they all fucking look to you. Yeah. Like you're 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 the focal point. Yeah. You're the answer, man. You're the guy that they look to and like, all right, lead us, yeah. lead us, Justin. Yeah. You know. Funny, huh? Yeah, that's a trip, man. I mean, I, I'm grateful to have a. Uh, uh, I'm grateful to be born in this era where authenticity is is being valued mm. and but but hard to understand. So it does take people to model it. Um, and, and, you know, like growing up, I was not allowed to be my full self in the corporate setting. Now it's embraced, you know, and, and even on my, in my own realm, um, I'm getting elevated responsibilities to help the whole organization with really creating a space of belonging Big dog and, shit, and creating a space to where people can be their authentic self, not just to say it, but because we know there's value in that because, mm-hmm. because again, going back to us, right, yeah. we're all operating and not having to put any energy into thinking about how I should be or what I should do. I'm just being like, fuck it. I'm going to be me at all times and I'll figure it out. Because it's easier. It's so easy. It's, it's easier not to fake yeah, the funk. Dude, for sure. I mean, there's a long time adage that goes, you know, fake it till you make it. And I completely agree with yeah. that. Absolutely, man. Play the role of what you want to become until you actually become that person. Yeah. But when you're that person, you're going to look back and be like, fuck, I could have been myself this whole time. Yeah, man. Look, you yeah. are you. Yep. Chicle is chicle, bro. Yeah. Chicle, you are an artist, bro. Tu eres un pichi talento. Like that, that... You, Part of your resume is an, an artist, you know? So you get to put that into Venn diagram of, of what Chicle life is. And it's like, I'm an educator. You know, I'm an artist. I'm a father. I'm a husband. All those things play a part in what you do. You just played a fucking big role in, in, in your artistic career, dog. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Damn. I still can't believe it. Um, but last weekend, for those of you that were able to check out the Street Legacy show up in Escondido... Um, to be in a museum with my art displayed next to some, you know, legends and artists that I've been looking up to since I was in middle school, you know, and who was it for you? Same show. Who was it for you? Um, probably like the biggest one that I, I still like, I haven't even like spoken a word to him yet is Mike Giant. Oof. Like to see his piece there, he drew it on the wall, you know, and, and I was telling Damien, my son, I was like, dang, like this is the artist when I was in eighth grade. I, I loved everything he was doing, you know, because he was doing a lot of graphics with Tribal and just stuff like he's always been involved. And to see. You've never spoken to him? Nah, man, I get nervous. And he's at, he's I, been I, at like, the brewery, fool. I know. He's been at the brewery. He's <laughs> been at the brewery when you've been at the brewery. I know. I and know. my ignorant ass, hey, what's up, my time? Yeah, I go yeah. up at five and then I walk away and they're like, oh, man. It's, that's it's it. just one of those things, man. Like, I get I get really anxious. Good. Awkward. That mean, that, it means something then. Yeah. There was like Chas Bojorquez who, you know, hand styles, legend, right? I mean, they were all there. Friday night was an artist reception. I was there. I was just... I told the kids and, and Selena, like, dude, like, just give me space because I'm at, like, Disneyland for me. You know, just seeing all the artists, people I've, I've only seen on, you know, TV or social media. They were all there. Super cool people. All the artists on Friday were there? Most of the oh, artists okay, okay. were there. Um, and then some guests, but pretty much, I would say, of Friday night was 80% folks that had something in the show. You know, and then Saturday, the same thing to be there and like people were just walking around, checking things out. It was fun. It was, it was fun to, to to show the boys. Yeah. Because I was like, hey, look. The cars. That's, that's just Chicle's art right there. Yeah. He's like, what? So yeah, that's Chicle. And then I, saw, I said, you know, that little huevito that I have at home. Like, yeah. Look at that's That's Dickie Island. See, man. Ricardo, he did that. And it's just cool, man, because, you know, I was never really exposed to that. And, and, and it, sometimes it sounds like I'm knocking my yeah. growing up, but. My parents were working, bro. Like, I was very fortunate that I had a home and food and love every day, every minute of the day, you know? But it did come at an opportunity cost, the opportunity cost of my parents going out and and providing, and I missed out on these kinds of things. And And I want to take my kids to that. There wasn't really much going on for us, though. There probably was. I don't think so. Nah? I don't think so because the art world has never catered to our art, Mm. you know, especially in this country, at least, you know, besides murals, right? They're famous, like all the legends from Mexico painted murals at at big institutions in the United Mm. States. But outside of that, like, it's not common. It's becoming more common now. That's why I think it's awesome with Bobby Tribal, bro. Yeah. You know? That is all the, everything that represents... The Southern California lifestyle, right? Tattoos, graffiti, hip-hop, music, and fine art, 
right? Like it's all in one place and you can see it all. And that was amazing. That's dope. I, I still, I'm still on the high. Good. And I told Bobby I'm trying to go at least once a week this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Because there, there's pieces in there that, you know, it's, there's a lot to look at. There's a lot to kind of discover and, and we should experience. Do lunch, man. We should go out as a team, do some lunch and go mm. out there, man. That'd yeah. be cool. Super down. Can I ask you a picture, uh, question about your, your art piece that you put up? So yeah. can, just, can you just like walk me through it? Um, super cool but from from what's your what's the story behind what's the it? story brother yeah i have a a series that i'm working on um and this is the second piece that i do and it's a gentleman that if you look at it uh he's dressed in kind of like some prison blues mm -hmm. you know and he's playing the blues he's got a guitar in his hand got a clean ass broad shot dog yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then he has some tears, you know, so he's sad about something. And he's actually sitting on the border fence. Mm. Um, and something that I've been more aware of recently is, you know, there's all these conversations about immigration and, and undocumented folks and like all this controversy, right? And, and I think people forget that we do have more opportunities here and opportunities like when people talk about people stealing jobs or coming mm. commit crime like that's not the truth you right. know they're doing stuff that no one else wants to do yeah for the most part you know paying taxes and not getting them back like all these things that people are unaware of it's weird because the same people that don't want you to paint them with the broad stroke and generalize what they're doing they do the exact same oh, thing absolutely. you know and it's like oh look mm -mm, no no they're committing crime all the yeah. they're rapists oh look at their felons and and one thing that like most recently hit home was um one of my students mom passed away um just suddenly you know and and undocumented no family here so essentially she died alone yeah you know and none of none of her family was here to support or, or be there even for my student you know and that made me think a lot about like all these folks that sacrifice everything to come for a better opportunity for a better way of life or, or quality of life and I don't know maybe that's arguable mm. but they're coming for the finance right, right? for the financial stability yeah. financial opportunity yeah. to be able to support back home and so super this, noble this dude, right like how noble is that though right yeah. like, like it's hard to detract man but like how many people would be willing to do that Right, you know, a foreign leave, place, leave foreign language, everything, yeah, and go out and try to figure it out, man. Yeah, that's, that's wild. That's powerful shit. And man. so this dude is is going through that. Yeah, you know, he's he's kind of stuck in a place that supposedly, and, and if you look at it, it's like well, the grass is greener, or there's grass on one side. Um, that's kind of the the idea behind it, but I always leave them. Real simple mm -hmm. and open to interpretation. Oh, yeah, I like that about your art. And, uh, and the previous one I had done too, it was a, a similar, similar gentleman mm -hmm. um, reading something, a document, a letter. Yeah. Um, and he's also at the border, and it, it, it caused a lot of or sparked a lot of conversations nice. from people that have stories about the border and crossing and being here, you know, on a border town. Yeah. Or, or just in general right. crossing the border, right. you know, and what that meant to them. Right. And, and so it was really cool and, and moving to hear these stories and people like really passionately sharing their stories with me. Um, so that's part of it, like, you know, just social commentary, raising awareness, but also open to interpretation, whatever you see. Um, love it. I love that, yeah. Tell me about the UFO. Oh, so... Ever since I was a kid, I've I've loved aliens yeah. so much that I asked my mom if I could change my name to ET. And yeah. serio? Yeah. Get it, bro. Well, cause that and there was a kid in my class that went by DJ, you know, his initials. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, that's short. My name's seven letters. Yeah. Like, can I just make mine ET? Um, and then when we were trying to buy our first home, uh, there was a space in the back that was not permitted. And as a joke, I would tell our realtor, like, man, it's an illegal alien. And he's like, man, stop saying that. <laughs> and so ever since then, I was like, you know what? I'm going to use that because I grew up seeing my parents carry a, a resident alien card. Oh, and it's like, gosh, what the hell? Yeah. Like, they're not from outer space. Yeah, you know? And I, yeah. I know there's a different meaning to the word, but like also but the literal power of words. Yeah, exactly. Right? The power of language. And so I always incorporate a, a UFO 
and the idea of an illegal alien, right? Because that's what they are to me. Yeah. They're like aliens, yeah. like literally from outer space yeah. out of this universe. And, you know, maybe that's where I'm from, too. Oh, I love that shit, dog. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. you even cool. smoked today. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so as it relates to the warehouse and being in here, what do you want to bring? What what kind of artistic abilities? What, what what's your vision for our warehouse, bro? What do you, what do you want to? How do you make this home for us? Yeah, well, starting with this space this week, I'm gonna come in and put put up most of our logos, mm. you know, everywhere, so people see that as they walk in, and then in the back space. I have some ideas for something I want to do, um, but I also heard you talking about all the the other artists that are interested. So there's a lot of people interested in coming through and working with and them. And I, and the I think, like you said, though, this is the Emo Brown headquarters. You know, so it has to be something about Emo Brown, the community. You know, something that we're doing because I, I think going back to what we were just talking about of like what brought us together, and it's it is to give back and to lift others and. I think that's how we can all be successful, you know, and it all comes back. You know, we help someone else the same way others have helped us. It's cyclical, man. You know, and it and just keeps going. Yeah, exactly. So this is part of extending gratitude. Nice. Surrounded by talent, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your talent, Justin. It's been a while since you actually came on here and talked about Jay Ford. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, man. Drop I mean, some Jay Ford knowledge. Yeah, I mean, similar. Like, I, I just like creating what's in my mind. And for, I don't know if it's the same for you, man, but I never see clearly exactly what I'm trying to do. It's just more of an impulse in a, a, a vague direction. And then a lot of improvising as I go. But that moment of creativity is, is what it's all about for me. It's just like creating something from the, my truest essence that's never existed. Yeah. And that's done with my hands. You know, that's why I love the building side of it. It's like building something structural, um, it's just, it's just so satisfying. And it's such a great exercise because it allows me, it, it translates to various areas of my life. But if anything, it allows me to, to really go into any unknown setting with full confidence I can figure it out. You know, yeah. because, because I had that practice, right? So, so yeah, man. I mean, I also hope that I can add a little... Well, that's, a, that's little, the next that question. What, stank up like, I, what, what, what do you want to bring in? And really, every, well, all of us are going to leave a little piece of what we're yeah, all about yeah, in here, man. Yeah, Well, I, I'm excited to create this little corner for fucking, for the boy BJ, dog. Mm. Give him a little, yeah. little vibe. Sock. For those who don't know, man, this is the, I, well, nobody's even seen it in here. Yeah. We have a little corner here in the area where we do the podcast, specifically the podcast. Yeah. We'll fuck around and, and Justin's going to build him like a little stage, man. Yeah. A little like some spoken word type of stage yeah. where he gets onto the mic and just talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> I think it'll be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be I dope, mean, because the old studio the one at the brewery that's all j4 shit yeah, right there yeah, it's all yeah. straight the j4 touch yeah so and i'm gonna leave everything as is in there yeah. you know yeah. i, I oh, just cool. like i just like it how it is it can be just an internal room yep. i always wanted to like have like a, a space where the employees can go down and just kind of turn on the camera and like a like a journal or yeah, like a yeah, log i think yeah. that'd be cool yeah but yeah I, I don't know but i want i'm excited to see what you can do here yeah for sure man well um i'm gonna bring some saws over too pretty soon and and uh, and we'll get we'll get with it, man. But I want to get this place popping soon. I want to yeah. use July to put some energy into get it, it man. man. Yeah, for That's sure. That's starting Friday. Jesus Christ, I know. we're man. here. We're here. Let's take a little break. I'm gonna introduce you guys into some new music. And I know Ooh. you. I know you about to leave, bro. Yeah, man. But I love you. Uh, I'll see you Friday. I'm excited. I'm nervous. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do in front of these these kids. What you want me to say? Just do you, boo boo. Hey, what's up? Yeah. I'm Steve. Um, I work at UPS. Um. Questions. <laughs> I work at BS, UPS early in the morning to provide mm. for my family. Oh, I have multiple businesses. Hold up, let me, let me write this down. I still find time to connect with people in this community and get people excited about being alive, bro. Damn. Just like that? Just like that. Damn. Drop the mic and bounce. All right, man. Thanks for having me on, Absolutely, fellas. brother. Take it easy. Peace.
right now is the man behind that song that you're listening to. Yeah. Is it compa Richard Lamas? El compa de Rundown Creep? What's up, Tom? What's up, everyone? Hey, thank you guys for having me. For sure, man. I'm already a fan of Chalino Sanchez. I'm already a fan of the Rundown Creeps. So when he gave me the opportunity to listen to Los Chismes, your guys' rendition of that, pff, it's an iconic, like, iconic song, bro. I was like, yeah, let's do it. So first off, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me a little about the Rundown Creeps, man. Yeah, man. Uh, again, my name is Richard Lamas. I sing and play guitar for Rundown Creeps. Uh, it's a ska punkish band that's been around since like 2015. Um, that's pretty much all there is to sell. Uh, we're just doing our thing, right? Writing music, uh, touring when we can. Got a few cool gigs coming up, but um, yeah. How did you decide to cover a song like Chalino Sanchez Los Chismes? I just wanted to. Yeah. I'm being quite honest with you. It, it's one of those things from like a guitarist standpoint. Well, like you, you hear it, like I, I, I've been exposed to a lot of music growing up and growing up in like the Los Angeles area, being, being Chicano, it's hard not to be exposed to Salino. I, would, I mean, he's like street cred alone and songwriting alone. He's, he's the, the dude's legendary in terms of music, music writing and just everything he did. So, um, one of the earliest things that I like, caught my attention are like the the accordion is it way so I've, nice. I've always wondered like i've always wondered like hey what what key is that and like because when you hear those accordion solos they just sound they sound insane like it doesn't make sense to the music but it sounds badass so my whole thing was like what if we could do this on guitar and that's kind of where it started off and then it just leaned into it and it did yeah i mean there's really no other reason why we did it other than it's a banger and we really want it. It is a fucking banger. And then Oscar, right. when, he, when he showed me a video, he's like, hey, bro, check this out. And he showed me and you were getting down with it. I was like, what? What's that? He's like, it's coming soon. Just just wait. And I was like, oh, man, I grew up on Chalino. I grew up on that scene. We're, we're in San Diego. We're in Chula Vista. We're border town down here. So that's, 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 yeah, that, yeah. there is no like discrepancy. There is no like line. It's like, what, this is what we listen to. We grew up listening to a bunch of different styles of music. I grew up in a punk band. I grew up also playing like Norteño music. I grew up listening to hip hop and to reggae. So you doing this with Rundown Creeps, covering Los Chismes, for me, it was right up my alley, man. That being said, Yo, it's like, you. I can't get you, I can't wait to get you guys down here. We can't wait to be down there, man. And like, same here. Like, I, I, I hope that it resonates with a lot of people because I feel like a lot of people, grew up in a similar situation where they didn't just listen to punk rock. They didn't just listen to hip hop. There was different, there was a wide variety of music around them. So I'm hoping that it's res it resonates with people like, Oh, you know what? This is pretty dope too. Where can people find your music right now, bro? Everywhere, man. And when you is this? Those cheese coming out. Spotify. That's coming out this Friday, July 1st. I don't know when this is going to air, but July 1st. Today's Wednesday. We're going to put this bad boy out right now, dog. We're going to put this bad oh. boy out right now. There you go, Friday, two days. Mm, nice. And that'll be available everywhere for purchase. And you guys will hopefully be coming down here to San Diego to play at uh, 3 Punk in the near, near future. I know we're working out with uh, my grito to make sure that we can get that happening. Oh, man, we're, we're there. We're there. Just Simon, Simon Dayton, we're there. Simon. Hey, by the way, the, we, we, I tried the beer, the, uh, what is, is it, the, the Chevez Zanero? Yes, sir. Chevez Zanero? Yo, that's real good. Thank you, man. See, I mean, we're real, real bound real by it. If, if you come down here and you do not have a Chalino tap, bro, I might not let you play. So you got you got some time to figure that out and make it happen. You got a Chalino tap? Okay, yes, bro. Come on. I'm looking at Chicle. Chicle has a Chalino tattoo. We all do. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get one with you guys. Oh, hey, yeah. Say less, bro. We've got people that we can make that shit happen. All right, Chicle. Let's, 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 start, let's start reaching out to somebody. We're going to mm -hmm. get this dude a Chalino tap. Mm -hmm. And we'll get some to, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, Richard Lamas of the world famous, the rundown creeps covering Los Chismes. Thanks for calling in, bro. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure that we support everything and promote as much as we can. Yo, likewise, man. Thank you guys for having me. I can't wait to we see you. Sound no way. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say way, bro. Cool. I've never done that before. It's always weird to have a phone call and, and, and you know, have the music playing. It's just weird because you don't know if the connection is going to be good. But I think that went okay. And he's like, yeah. hey, bro, I'm excited okay. to get these guys down to the brewery or even fucking here to the warehouse. Yeah. Because if they're going to if they're gonna do the podcast here, wait, we can just have them bring play. some of the stuff. We'll get, yeah, we'll get Casas to set up the cameras and we'll call it. It'll be the first the first uh, set up as like the- Emo Brown Unplugged. Yeah, bro. Oh, Emo Brown Sessions. Yeah. Yeah. That would be tight. <laughs> it, I, I,
in the back of my mind, that's what I've always envisioned. Yeah. Like having a, a warehouse where one, we would be doing this for the podcast, but two, building a music studio out here. Yeah. So imagine like having events and shows, like the events are going to be awesome because yeah. we have pop-ups already once a month at the brewery, mm-hmm. you know, a Sunday at the brewery. And we were talking about this already about maybe a quarterly pop-up event over here inside, inside the actual warehouse component of the building yeah. where we bring like three, four vendors, whatever. And we get a food truck in the back and then we just have like our own little pichibo de guita, bro. Or, you know, we have beers, whatever, whatever we're going to do. We have it here. You guys are selling your merch, spreading the word, raising awareness. There's food. We have a little band playing in the background. Shh. I think that'll be awesome. Damn. We just created a venue without even fucking trying. I don't, it's better to ask uh, for forgiveness than, than permission. So we'll see how many, we'll see how many of these we can get, uh, get through before they pull the plug on us. But I think it'll be awesome. It was cool hearing them talk to, like just going back to our conversation about our identities growing up and who we are, who we become. It's become you know? a common conversation the yeah, older I've gotten. Exactly. You know, our world was small before, bro. Our world was fucking pequeñito, dog. It was so little. We, 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 we knew what was on TV. Most of my information was from the TV guide. Once upon a time, guys, Damn, there was a little book that came out on a weekly basis and it told you what was going to be on and on what channel. Yeah. All right. There was no guide or where you just kind of- The or, reader. And, uh, the Night and Day and the Union Tribune had all the concert info- Movie phone, bro. If you know the yeah, name of the movie right. you'd like to see, press one now, bro. Thank there was you no for like, um, yeah, movie bro. We we're a weird That's generation, amazing. you know, because we saw pre uh, internet and then we saw post internet, mm-hmm. and we're living in the world of we're addicted to our phones, yeah. our, our our everything, our social media, and, and talk about it now. Let's yeah. talk about it more. Keep modeling the behaviors you want to see, you know, and, and especially as men and women, like. Be be vulnerable. Tell, talk to your kids. Talk to the youth. Talk to each other. You've taught me. You about, legitimately, bro. You've yeah. taught me to be more vulnerable. You've taught me yeah. to kind of like, all right, just let your guard yeah, down. Even like recently, you know, ever since my boy passed, uh, been seeing my therapist, Brittany Williams. Hit her up. Um, friend of the show. Friend of the show, yeah. Brittany Williams. Hey, That's what's right. going on? That's right, she is. It's kind of cool to see her in her videos sometimes that she'll post yeah. and she's rocking the Emo Brown Social Club jacket, uh, yeah. sweater or the green one too, she, bro. She's an MC, so. Is she really? Too. Yeah, bro, she gets down. When are we going to bring her on? Let's hit her up. Yeah? I, she would be down. Oh, hell yeah, that'd be awesome. But one thing that, that a conversation that we had was about growing up, like how did I learn to deal with conflict? You know, and, and I shared with her, like I... I don't remember seeing my parents ever fight, mm. you know, and, and then breaking that down, like, dang, like getting into fights myself and, you know, and how do we learn to deal with conflict? And most of us don't because either you don't see it modeled, like how do we handle a situation or you see like the extreme versions of yelling, name calling, maybe more than that. I was right? going to say, cause yeah, conflict comes in many different shapes, forms and, and right. Like for, for me, yeah, man, I never saw my parents. I never saw any physical altercations growing up. Not that way. I, I lived a very sheltered, uh, fucking quote unquote privileged life where I, I just exactly. thought, you know, I, there was a safe place for me always, you know? Yeah. But now it's like, we have to force, we have to create rather not force. We have to create these, these experiences for the kids, you know? Cause I don't want my kids ever get in a fight, you know, duh. No. Like that's not something I want, yeah. but I want them to be ready just in case it does happen. Right. Which is leads us to the jujitsu conversation I have with wifey and how she, I got her on board. It's like, Hey, you know what? If our kids ever get in a fight, I don't want that situation to be the first time they're in that position. Yeah. I'd like them to have a little bit of experience under their belt. So it's like when they get in that, when they go to jujitsu, it's like you're learning basically to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. You know, you're going to have to learn to, to just kind of like, all right, you know what? There's a, there's a, there's a hurricane going on around me in my life, but I am in the eye of the storm and I got to keep a clear mind to know how to proceed next. Yeah. And I think jujitsu is going to help my boys. do that. It helped me. Absolutely. Talking to you guys has helped me like that too. Yeah. And so I think it's all of that, right? Like being prepared, right? Cause that's what they're going to learn is being prepared to defend themselves or protect someone else. And also just the conversations, you know, of how do we deal with stress? How do we deal when we're frustrated or when we're upset, you know? And, and I think you earlier were talking about staying centered and not going too high or too low, but somewhere in the middle. And you probably approach the highs and lows, but there's something that you do that helps you come back, right? And, and talking to our kids about that, like, hey, these this is what works for me and you're going to find what works for you. But like making them aware of it. You know, and I think too often we feel like, oh, no, I can't say that. Or, yeah. you know, they're going to think this or think that or they're not ready. 
but they're already going through it. You know, they're already experiencing emotions and, you know, when they're younger, they express it in ways where like, oh man, like calm down, stop crying, stop yelling, don't mm. throw things, you know? And as they get older, like how, how are they expressing it? I just want to keep them babies forever, not, bro. I wish, you but know, I just want to keep them what, babies forever. Damien is, man. You have a teenager dog? Yeah, bro. We've been, teenager. Playing, we've been playing video games. Yeah. Man. Has he been practicing? Because I'm I'm ready to get he, that boy. I'm ready. He's been good, man. He, the other day, we've been playing Madden. Okay. That's why I like playing with him. And we've been going at it. Uh, yesterday, he was like, whooped me bad. Yeah. Dawitas? Dawitas? No. No? No, but like, I remember one of the first few times that I came on, I was telling you like, man, he's a- Competitive little he, guy. Yeah, he is. And the other day, he like, he was doing really good, started rubbing it in. Oof. Like extra, and I just told him, like, hey, dude. Like, yeah, what do you tell him? Like, rub it in. Like, talk your smack, but, like, don't go too far. I was like, because eventually you're going to piss somebody off. Yeah. I was like, we're having fun. You're beating me. It's cool. Don't even trip. Like, I'll get you next time. If you're you going to sling it, you got to take it, too. And that's what I tell him. Yeah. Like, dude, and, and I don't go there with him because I don't know that threshold. And I, I do think he's younger, you know. I don't know if he can handle it yet, but... We, we go light, you know, yeah. smack talking oh, light, yeah, but it's fun, man. And and I think those conversations too, right? Like just be aware because everyone's different. You know, I think him and his cousin like to to talk a little bit of smack and clearly he-, he How old is the cousins? 15, so he's a little older. So I think he's getting to that point though, man. And I mean, he calls you out all the time. So. I mean, I know, but I look for it because I, I, yeah. I see it in his- I, He's like he Mike. It. He's like well, one of my he kids. Like, you're like Mike. Wife is always like, I know, no, don't mess with them too much. It's like, nah. They relish in it, man. They look for it because when yeah. I come home from work, and then we just kind of give each other that little look, <laughs> like they know it's on. It's like, oh yeah, let, let, let's go. So I see, I see your son in the yeah. same way. It's like he's he's a little older than my boys, but I'm like, all right, look at you. You got lucky that time. Be ready, man, because I'm coming with everything next time. Yeah. And I beat him, and yeah. I, I don't rub it in, but I'm like, ooh, you know what? You're you're on the right track there, Damien. I just think yeah. you got to work a little harder. <laughs> Yeah. So hell yeah, man. I learned a lot from you guys. Really. I really do. I really, I really learned how to be, uh, cause, cause you guys are parents just like us, but you're surrounded by kids, man. Yeah. Like, you know, just by the, the profession that, that you are involved with, with the career you decided to etch out for yourself and for your family. It's like, that's, that's the place that you've put yourself into. Yeah. So you see it all. Yeah. You know, there is no mystery. I feel like yeah. it's a, it, it, you're cheating on being a parent dog. You're, you're cheating because you, you get all of this practice throughout the day yeah. and then you get to apply what works and what doesn't work at home to your actual kids, you know? And and I'll tell you what, I think the secret is in just have a positive relationship. Don't be their best friend. Don't be the, you know, oppressor either. Be somewhere in between, like set boundaries, be a parent, be responsible. But more than anything, talk to your kids you know, because I see that too, like parents that care and are there, but then like their kids are doing something completely different, right? Mm. And then I see the kids that are, you know, parents are kind of checked out and not really there for them. Don't hug them. Don't tell them they love them, you know, and I see that. And and so it's like all aspects is complicated, right? Because some kids have everything, have the support, have everything. They still make poor choices. Yeah. Kids that have nothing make great choices. Like it, it, there's no recipe and I think that's what makes being a parent hard, you know, but I, I think what I have seen is tell them you love them, hug them, mm. give them a kiss on the cheek, like that physical contact, yeah. you know, and, and just check in, talk to them, let them know you're there. Did like, you get that growing up? Yeah. From my mom and, and my dad too, you know? Um, but I also grew up that way of like hugging, yeah. kissing when you greet your aunts and uncles. Um, that was always the Even thing. the creepy uncles? Um, no, I said a la distancia. Es a la distancia. Hey, we, we, <laughs> hey, we were practicing COVID <laughs> protocols with that crazy uncle since day one. Bro. Already, <laughs> hey, already. wait, give me six feet. Give me six feet. Yeah. I don't want to be around you, bro. But for me, like I grew up that way, right? Like a hug and yeah. a kiss always. Yeah. Um, so Almost always forced involved. on some people, bro. Absolutely. Saluda tu tío. No, saluda tu pitch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, I think that's important too, right? Like, like just greet each other. Um, but yeah. It's awesome. I'm stoked you came on today, bro. Yeah, me Don't too, be a strange. Well, you, you know what? It's going to be hey, easier add now. Me. Can you make another poll? Add me to the list. I'm going to add you to the list. Justin, when I said it, he perked up, dog. I'm going to have to add Justin to the co-host list and Cheek list. But well, people like you, man. 
It's because you have a, a sultry voice. You have a very, very endearing voice. You welcome people in. You know, my voice is to talk shit. <laughs> my voice is like it, it's like it's like it's it's prime to like just either crack a joke, make a quick one liner, or mm -hmm. talk some shit. So people, I think people like that yeah. for that reason. But then you get a nice. That's why I like Metisha Monday. Go ahead, dog. Oh, <laughs> you trying to bump somebody? Who are you trying to get on there? No, for? no, no. I'm saying ah, okay. that's why I enjoy listening ah, okay, to Metisha Mondays because it's all of that that you just let's go. Well, come on, on one, bro. Let's let's talk some shit. <laughs> we'll, we'll put some, we'll sit somebody there for, across from us and we'll just talk some crap. The studio is here at the warehouse now. We will that's be spending right. more time in the warehouse. It's summertime, so I expect you to jump out on more episodes moving yeah. forward. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the Houston's yeah. way. Yeah, the Houston's. Give me the infamous. That's right. That's right. Thank you.